0: Namotasa Bagoato, Rato, Sama, some Buddha, Sanna Arahato, some ma, sa Namotasa, Bagoato, Arahato, Udang, So let begin this uh, talk with a, a chant, which is ba- basically paying respect to the Buddha, the Dhamma and the Sangha. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, both a kind of, say, ritual or appropriate uh, honouring gesture to frame a talk. So it's not just uh, me having a conversation or sh- saying a few things, but really trying to place that within the, the field mm, of the buddha the awakening the awakened one the dhamma the teaching and the and the ongoing community of those who practice so one is entering that field uh, and respecting that field of those who practice yourselves myself all of us humans who practice who struggle long making our way mm. Mm, That sense, mm, paying respect to it. Mm. And sometimes not giving a talk because that also seems respectful. Allowing the field, it's time to go fallow. You know, listen to itself, receive itself. mm, Mull things over. When to put something in, when to leave something out both of those require a little bit of guesswork Mm. and that's the mode of practice when's the time to put intention in when's the time to take it out when's the time to just let things sit and shake around settle when's the time to breathe in when's the time to breathe out when's the inspiration when we rise up and exert or practice or focus when's the time we just soften and let it let it Dissolve and listen to that, mm. receive that. Very important to give both of those, you know, that inaction really is a kind of an action. <laughs> it's like the action of the out-breath, and, uh, right? Whereas we tend to assume that our action is always, you know, the input. But actually, some of this is, is just refrain, open, listen, let things be how they are. And that helps to constellate the quality of equanimity, evenness, balance within the field of effects—pleasant, mm. unpleasant, uncertain, unclassifiable. Yes, that's don't know, mm. indeterminate. But mm. it's all in the field of of chitta, of our experience, and trusting the field mm. to let grow what will grow. Properly, and uh, if it's respectfully held, carefully held, returned to many times, certain qualities die out, and certain qualities are fostered. And um, this may seem, first of all, rather mysterious, how things can die out when not doing anything about it. And mainly what dies out is a sense of self, and that's the biggest obstacle sometimes the self is doing this or doing that understanding this not understanding that sometimes the sense of self is getting on well sometimes oneself is struggling and sometimes oneself is feeling very afflicted uh, uh, uh. and then, so it's good to just go this is the field effect this is the field of affliction this is the effect of affliction this is the f- effect of uncertainty it's this nothing other than this it's in the field of citta and you can feel the effects of that you can sense in your overall quality of embodiment whether you feel contracted or spacious whether you take embodiment to be not just this physical matter but the whole sense of having space around you if that begins to disappear you can be sure that you're in a field of afflictive effects where they haven't arisen yet they will do (laughs) <laughs> and so it goes. Sometimes when one has a success, it becomes the forerunner of failure because you get into this oh, really having a good, yeah, I really got it then. I really want to do more of that. Yeah, I think i hey, what's going wrong? and Why can't I get back to that? Because you grasped, there was grasping a characteristic. Yeah. And grasping a characteristic is uh, a strong tendency. And uh, qualities to be fostered, dispassion, viraga, uh, non engage viveka, to be encouraged, upeka, uh, not grasping at a characteristic. Hmm. Characteristic of what? Success, characteristic of failure, characteristic of being a person, characteristic of being an identity, characteristic of being this nattering voice in the brain, uh, characteristic of being silent, characteristic of being happy, characteristic of being cold, warm, male, female, liked, disliked, characteristic of feeling everybody else dislikes me. <laughs> 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 you know, it's all characteristic. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: and that, you know, the Anutsaya are the, are the, ten, yeah, the latencies, and then the Asava is when any latency is crystallized, adhered to, becomes asava, flood. Suddenly all the psychic juice runs down that channel and informs it, colors it, creates narratives. And I would say as the potency, potential, asava is when that potential switches on and you get the flooding effect, this torrent of mental, emotional, even physical flow flooding you know energies flood into a particular place and there we are in that habitual form again so you know asava when they're flooding all you can do is perhaps restrain check step out but essentially the the real um, key is the non-grasping kind the a characteristic and the characteristic when they grasp that becomes self Person. Mm. That's where they, that's where they will go to. they That's the one that creates the p- person. Um, grasping a characteristic. One word for a characteristic is a dhamma. Mm. <coughs> and often, you know, when we were like characteristic is so, what? so thing. But the thing isn't really correct. There are no things. There are characteristics in the field, rather like uh, you know potencies that, if adhered to, become things. But they're not actually. They're energies. They're f- dynamics. They're potencies, and uh, as th- as a crystallization of an adherence to a favoring of an opposing of uh, a uh, fascination with a disgust for yeah. You know, uh, wishing to get rid of it, wishing to have it, thou, that, tanha. There goes the mechanism, grasping. And then what was a potency and a characteristic becomes an entity, a micro-entity. It seems to sometimes live in my heart, sometimes it lives in my head, sometimes it lives in my abdomen, and it suffers, and it contracts, and it runs around seeking Freedom from all that <laughs> and it seeks freedom through following its its uh, its own uh, 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 mechanisms, it's often forceful or um, searching, rummaging around, desperate mm, uh, mm hiding, protecting, mm. accusing and blaming, mm. self and others, past and future, here and there, this is what that grasp characteristic becomes, a person, there's the becoming, there's the world of birth, something is born, a panorama, psychodrama is born, and they're sort of enmeshed in that, this is the dependent arising. Mm and so uh, you know whenever we with clear seeing of that process what is clear seeing vijja rather than avijja you're seeing this process hmm. Second, like third satipatthana um, establishment of this is chitta. This is the chitta affected by greed, chitta affected by hate, chitta affected by joy, chitta affected by luminosity. You know, lists of pleasant, unpleasant, refined, coarse, subtle experiences. This is chitta affected in this way. This is chitta expansive, contracted. Or there is mindfulness and clear comprehension to the extent for fair knowledge. This is chitta. <laughs> this is what it's doing now, period. And you're waiting for the, and then, and there isn't an and then. Oh, it doesn't do anything about it. What's it supposed to do about that? Abides in the knowledge and clear comprehension, this is chitta. So <laughs> I turn the page, but it, it moves on. Quality of dispassion is, is uh, remembered. Uh, and that sense of some, there's a quality a sense of a lifting of the burden, the intensity, the formulation, the personification, the identifying in that lifting from that intensity person becomes feelings of fear and joy happiness and pain Uh, happiness and pain become lifted from become experiences of inclination and disinclination disinclination and inclination Lifted from, become potencies in the field. I don't think we want any of those particularly. Just abide in this knowing. This anya, the not knowing. supports for that embodiment, <coughs> widening the sense of embodiment from a very local place in one's chest or shoulders or throat or face or heart, thumping, heat in the body uh, into the whole form. Widening beyond the physicality into the field of embodiment, space. Letting the sense of embodiment widen doesn't mean you've got to puff your chest out it's just the recognition you can let your awareness widen beyond where you sense your body into being with a body you could say when all that is also can be sensed this is the embodiment feeling spacious rather than contracted feeling open free from obstruction free from intrusion the body not feeling it has to be defended feeling it has all the space you yeah? know that's a that's an embodied effect. And you notice it. That's why people often f- find themselves wanting to be alone. Not because anybody else is bothering them particularly, but just the, even the sense of being other people around. There's a slight hesitation, a slight resistance, a slight impacting of just the presence of other forms. You know, you think, okay, yeah. Yeah, could you? All right. So then go back to basics again there's the resistance impression there's the sense of apprehension impression that's a characteristic can you be with that and soften around that sense of resistance apprehension advertence not liking not feeling comfortable again that's okay can you notice that characteristic that's a, that's a subtle tendency of ill will, fear, feeling that there's something outside that's not uh, blessed or fortunate. It's not your fault. That's what's that's what's there. It's possible to welcome that sense. How oh, is that sense? Take it right in and breathe out into it discharging energy, the breathing out. Breathing out into the whole experience. As if for that moment we kind of soften and become open to that. This is the blessing of outbreath breath energy. Energy that doesn't know how to tighten and harden because it just can't do that. Mm. Breathing out into the prickling, the agitation, the defending, not shoving it away, but just respecting that, breathing out into it, entering the field. It's not you, it's not your problem, it's not because you are this or that or the other or you never were or you can't be and all that is grasping the characteristic it's the, just the characteristic of apprehension everybody has it breathe out entering the field widening the field this is mind affected Affected mind. And this is the holding, the embracing, the non aversion to, the acceptance of the affected mind. Mind is affected. Mm. So it is. Dispassion. You can't move away from it. You can't move away from being affected. You can only s- sit within it with such balance that the doesn't have anything to grasp. And then the affectedness begins to soften. It's just ripples of prickling or potencies. Not a person, not you, not them, just that. Sit right within it. Mm. Maturing, ripening the quality of dispassion in that. Even those effects begin to wane because there's nothing for them to grasp. Mm. Then we mm, so There's this kind of model of, of field which is kind of presenting for, because I do sense it's something that's uh, lack, uh, not really understood, not, not entered um, and uh, there are huge effects of that and the blessing of it the field. Field always accepts. Because it's a field, it doesn't have a point to hold on to. <clears throat> so, you know, recognising that. So when I give a talk, rather than me giving a talk, I sit within the field of the dhamma and uh, ask silently, you know, may I may this may the dhamma arise. For the welfare of others, mm. to pay my respects to the efforts of those who are practising with me, mm. to show show my care, concern, and willingness to be here, mm. and using the, some of the teachings of the Buddha that have been given, I'm mm. so just acting as a channel. Then I sit in the field, and then you know, and then you sort of imagine as the Buddha sitting behind me, and he's kind of listening. Kind of Okay, oh, you forgot that one, never mind, okay. (laughs) A bit long there, dithered a bit, never mind, okay, not bad. And probably the end of it says, you know, being afflicted by karma, but trying. (laughs) (laughs) That's all he ever says. He ever says. <laughs> <laughs> I guess every time he doesn't say anything, and that'll be when it's finished. We just go, "So it is, <laughs> so it is." <laughs> the field, you know, and encouraging that, you know, sense of sangha. And again, it's to be un- underst- uh, kind of trying to get it really, because it's not like, um, you know, people who have personal friendships and so forth which is great and, and so forth that's very nice but this is a bit more than that it's the sangha as that which opens to the human condition doesn't necessarily like it or think it's all great <laughs> and it opens to it this is the human and it t- recognizes well within this each individual this can feel their advertence their sense of lesser or better or whatever hmm don't grasp that characteristic. That's not respecting the field. Relax, you know, just let that effect be there. And that's the kind of, you know, living in, in, in monastic communities, that's sort of what happens eventually after you've struggled trying to like everybody or <laughs> form opinions about people. I think, this, this forming opinions about people—it's really painful. This liking and disliking—it's just, just just notice that, and okay. Uh, and then think, well, whatever anybody else is is doing or not doing, I there's a sense of entering the field of sangha with that. That's how you practice. In, in 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 collectives, and you reckon one recognises, one almost needs a collective to make that tangible enough, you know, to to sense, you know. to you in a kind of monastic community, well, you know, certain certain things mean what that means, right? It means you've got three hundred thousand relatives, any one of whom might drop in any day, and. How many of those do you really like, <laughs> <laughs> or get on with? <laughs> uh, okay, well, all right. <laughs> and you think, no, don't, don't, don't worry about that liking. Or just this is kind of okay. Does the basic stuff, and, yeah, right, and just feel a sense of feeling intimidated, feeling nervous, feeling anxious, feeling. Yeah you know, what should I do about him or her what just yes. notice that characteristics uh, bide. And you've got certain I mean the beauty of it is you've got certain protocols you can just use to keep things stable. Okay, here's your lodging, here's a place, here's a where we do this, this is the puja, this is the thing. Okay. Everybody who can manage that can be in the field. (coughs) So I always get a sense of that. Uh, And actually this is more the, the, though it may seem like sort of Buddhist monastic model, but really this was the model of the human, and still is in many uh, cultures. Human is, in, Af- in Africa, they say, a person is a person because of their neighbors. You know, you can't separate the person from the neighbors. If you like the neighbors or dislike the neighbors, that's, that's not what it's about. It's about the person is a person <laughs> because of neighbors, because there's some relational sense. Yeah? Otherwise, what are you? You've got nothing to relate to. How can you be a person without a relation? relation. And, you know, obviously people do like and dislike each other, but that's kind of secondary to ontology. You know, being. You can't be without being in a something. Mm. Uh, Yeah, and uh, I was South Africa recently or not so recently but a while back and then this woman was teaching some school children and she s- said one well, of these had a little class of I don't know eight, seven, eight, nine year old kids and so they said draw a picture of where you live. Where do you live? Here's some paper, draw a picture of where you live. I said, what do you think he's going to draw? This house. So the kid draws a picture of the village. I live in the village, not in my house, I live in the village. Didn't even think of living as an isolated entity, but that, that's where I am in this whole thing. Yeah, and clearly in that there's enemies and you know people you have fights with, and, but this is where you live, you live in the whole thing. And that's the, that's the model. So even I mean, it's just reflecting, there's these kind of great sages who've gone off to do silent retreats in caves and stuff like that, up in the mountains on their own. But they spend several hours a day chanting to establish a relational field of there's the there's the there's the yuccas, the evil spirits, the demons. May they not come here. There's the bodhisattas. There's the buddhas. There's the arahants. There's the sangha. Generating. A field to otherwise where am i Yeah, i mean so actually using their voice and their body and their behavior this is the way the the no ones live then i do that Um, this is the way my teacher used his robes or bow i do this so you always experience even on your own a sense of being in a relational field and a lot of it is not even of this world you know, there'd be uh, and and some of these uh, developed Buddhist cultures enormous relational field of supernatural beings and entities that they're somehow mandala's potencies. And you think, yeah, god, it's crazy, it's all fantasy, complete fantasy, wacky, yeah. And then you sit on your own, you're like, yeah, wacky, crazy. Who's wacky and crazy now? <laughs> <laughs> Because you're still in the mandala, but it's now inside your head, (laughs) and there's your enemies and your friends and good stuff, and you've contracted it. And rather than the sense, oh, you know, an evil spirit moved through my mind, I had a nasty thought. (laughs) You know, we've kind of internalised the cosmos, but the problem with that is everything is identified with. The good and the bad, when you extend the field, you oh, there's the forces of goodness, the evil. I have to somehow enter into a, a rapprochement with all this stuff. I don't like it. Um, here's a sense of not liking, and I can work on lessening the fear, the apprehension to presence, alertness, attentiveness. Certainly not inviting that in. At the same time, not losing my sense of evenness, my sense of openness with that. And it's for that, I need to have this very firm balance. And because that inner center is something that can't be grasped or found as an object, the inner center cannot be experienced as a characteristic or a self or something I have. It can only be potentized by the nature of relationship. When the relationship is even and steady, then that center, you feel centered. And you don't know what it is, but you feel centered. Mm. Because your energy is not going out into shoving and shifting and twitching and, and anguishing. Mm. Yes. And then what's left? There's the field, and the field, every field has a center to it, but you can't find it because it's not an object, but it's the subject that makes all the objects first of all manageable, then harmonious, and then empty, sitting in the empty field. So, of course, you know, many <coughs> cultures never got to the <laughs> emptiness bit, or even only just about managed harmony to a degree. But uh, keeping the field going. As uh, uh, so When I was in class a few years back, which has, of course, now been, was the... Uh, I think it, the word literally means the holy place or something like that. The town, it was the the centre, um, potent um, centre, potent energy centre, Dakini or something, under it. So, you know, this was the real core of, of the uh, spiritual, you know, power was there. One of them, anyway. So actually, the city grew up. The city was buildings built on top of that, as it were, yeah. and now that's all been. Well, much of it's been razed and cut down, and big boulevards and uh, you know highways driven through it. Mm. Yeah. So, of course, since the Chinese took over and modernised it and cleaned it up, <laughs> yeah. And noticing when I was there, like you know, go out in the morning, you see lines of these uh, people, kind of really ragged, and they're with prayer wheels twirling their prayer wheels and they're walking, kind of walking, slowly walking around and prostrating, every third step, prostrating on the ground. And, and they're going cross traffic, across highways, through shopping malls, you know, every morning at a certain time. And I say, well, what are they doing? They're circumambulating the city, the city that isn't there anymore but they're still circumambulating it because that's their field. And that's where they belong. So they're just patrolling the field of the city, of their mandala city, of their holy city, with respect and reverence, even though physically to to the ordinary eye, it's not there anymore. But that means they know where they are. They know where they are. They say, oh, this is where we are. And therefore, Certain values are there, certain qualities are there, certain you know things will change. may take a thousand years, but things will change. We're keeping the mandala open, you know that you think and that's the same quality as these uh, great masters who went to do their you know aromatic cave practice or lonely heart practice. they kept their their mandala there. And then, madam, be here. Sometimes I get sick, sometimes I can't practice, sometimes falling apart, sometimes happy, sometimes samadhi, sometimes food, sometimes no food. Keep the mandala, keep the field open. I'm all right. I'll, I'll be with this. Stuff will come, stuff will go, my body will break up, but I'm going to be in this mandala, this Buddha mandala until it's empty, until it's finished, you know. That kind of, uh, just, just something one could, <laughs> you know, oh, that's what it's about. Really, oh yeah, I could kind of resonate with it. If I can't necessarily do it, I can resonate with what that could be about. How that would give you such a sense of, you know, fearlessness and dispassion towards the ups and downs that jitta, is it traveling through? Mm. So these ripples, these tsunamis and earthquakes that travel through. Mm-hmm. what could hold that? The Dhamma upholds those who uphold it. If you establish the field, that will uphold you when you can't. That's, that's, the, that's the message. <laughs> when you can't manage it, that's what will hold you. Mm-hmm. That's very uh, precious, really as you begin to get it and sense probably more fully how the person cannot realize awakening. They can get good, they can get happy, they can get okay, they can get some nice things going. That's the end of it. That's as far as it goes. And some people can't always do that. Can't always do that. You don't know why, sometimes it just doesn't work. Nothing works. You're just stuck with it. (laughs) And you just realize this is not the time to be pushing forward. This is not the time to be caving in. This is the time just to bear with that and stay in the field, stay in the practice, stay in the presence of that. Mm. That's how it works. So it builds up uh, you know, this kind of resilience because certainly, again, another feature of the sort of a lot of practice place, people get sick and you know, things aren't that comfortable. It's just a body can't always do it. So how do you practice? And then when things are going well, you need to do. Stuff like sitting up all night, you don't feel good, you feel horrible. <laughs> I say, Why do we do this? Why do we do this? Nobody likes it. I don't like it. I don't like it. Nobody likes it. <laughs> but it doesn't get me it. No, it doesn't get anybody anywhere. <laughs> that wasn't what it was about. It's just, <laughs> oh, what? This is what we do <laughs> to get beyond you know grabbing a gra- grabbing a characteristic yeah. and that, you and know, you grabbing a characteristic of fatigue tiredness whimpering mind you know moaning mind <laughs> oh moaning mind yeah. Mm. That's, there's a model there mm. and um, begins to get a sense of that as is sort of uh, you know being played out in 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 monastic sanghas you know when people are yeah you know, it's so okay people are generally behaving quite well people are always complaining always complaining A bit of people not getting on with each other, managing it but not really getting on with each other, not cooperating and somebody really blows it, loses it. Fed up with it. No, 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 don't do that. Not necessary. Just hold the presence and the kind of the fundamental thing is, is as soon as this transgression is recognized you have to say oh, that's fine yeah yeah you have to forgive you cannot not somebody says, oh, i lost it really went wrong you have to it's just it is unthinkable to not forgive to say well you've got to come back doesn't mean i like you but you you know <laughs> we'll just wait for that to happen <laughs> it takes a little while you know energies <laughs> to settle but You've got to be, you're in, you're back. And that was the ultimate punishment, you know, in Sangha, was you would no longer be part of the, the assembly. Uh, uh, the famous, um, it's one of the Sangha comers. If somebody's really, 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 really making a mess, really unruly, really disreputable, then you say, we're no, long, we no longer associate with you. That was because that's the highest, the worst thing you can do. Whereas in uh, Western, oh, that's good. I would have to associate with those people. <laughs> Whereas in Indian, oh, that's the most terrible thing. Yeah. Uh, that was the penalty that the Buddha said eventually to this ch- chana. This uh, um, chana was the um, Buddha's charioteer. And he was very proud because he was the Buddha's charioteer when the Buddha was a was a prince, and he was haughty, disrespectful, rough mannered. You know, couldn't receive admonishment, and the Buddha eventually said, "We've had enough of this guy. We've had enough. The Brahma Danda. And danda means a stick. And Brahma means the supreme stick. He said, Give him the Brahma danda. And Danda. Uh, okay, the supreme stick. What's that? We won't talk to him." That's what you get when you come to the retreat centre. <laughs> 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 On the first day, they give you the Brahmadanda. No one's going to talk to you. <laughs> the feeling is good. <laughs> so so i you know, Chana got this done immediately. can oh no, no, I can't stand. Oh, I'm sorry. I've, please oh, you know, accept my apologies. I've ch- changed his mind completely. Just the idea of, sort of not being in the communion was just too too dreadful to to conceive of. Because <laughs> that, who are you? You know. And so so for that, that kind of norm, you can't be. You can't be without being uh, in something. That was a kind of inconceivable. You're like a hungry ghost. Hungry ghost who doesn't belong to anything, who's out there, isolated, alone. And um, you know, you kind of think, well, (sighs) some folks, that's where they get left in this world, in a social level, you know? Just un- unable to experience relational wholeness because it isn't modern, everybody's getting off their own um, and seeing that as an advantage. Now, of course, you know, the, the we have two senses there one is the sense of differentiation, which is there's a distinct responsibility here, and there's a sense of merging or you know the field effect both of those are necessary say so but the differentiation is not so much as a person but just the knowing is a differentiation just this is the sense of what's happening that's all that need be sensed this is a sense of what's happening that's the differentiation it stands back it's the dis- dispassion it's the buddha stands back this is what's happening uh-huh. Wake up, that's what's happening. Don't grasp anything. That's, that's the differentiation. The field is all the ripplings and surges and expanse of that, whether it's refined, it moves into the past, it moves into personal history, when it moves into other people, it moves into whatever it moves into. That's the field of chitta. That's the karmic field. And differentiation is not, I want to separate myself from that so i will be in another some something else but can't do that cannot do that because you know, the sense of self always arises within a field of characteristics that it bonds to or pushes against or agitates around or wants or whatever it's always it's it always actually is in a field and trying to the tanha is trying to either get things with it or push things. It's this dissonant energy within that field. And out of the tanha and the upadana, the sense of self originates from that, yeah. from that, that dissonant relationship. It's not that there's really a person there who's difficult, but there's a dissonance through ignorance, through not sensing through not having vijja through the presence, clarity, knowing, not being there, what's left is, is a dysfunction of tanha, craving to be, craving not to be, craving to have, craving to get rid of, craving to become something, tra- craving to avoid becoming something, trying to get into something, trying to get out of something, kind of shimmy. And then it feeds upon characteristics that will give it potency, yeah. It, cre- it, it feeds upon something to, to cathect or bounce off. So what is a characteristic becomes an entity called a thought, say, or a, a mood or an energy or a feeling or a person or a situation or something. And then the sense of self starts to crystallize as a dysfunctional response to that. And, s- and that dysfunctional response doesn't alleviate the condition at all. It maybe shifts away from that topic, but it hasn't actually alleviated that. It hasn't resolved it. It hasn't emptied it. Mm. In this, due to this, there's this travelling on. Yeah, there's this travelling on, bouncing around from birth to birth to birth to birth to birth to birth to birth. This travelling on. Yeah. This is the formation of the world, of our birth and death. The end of it, within this embodied mind, beginning of the world, end of the world, path leading to the end of the world. sense, this is the feeling, the relational sense. Hmm. Let's try to get to the sense of the whole picture. Where's the fundamental, quality of the relationship yeah doesn't matter what it is just name it antagonism favoring uncertainty don't even know what it is but if there's something there some charge there or hardening there or shifting away there or reaching out there it doesn't you don't have to be word perfect it's just enough to give you a reference and could that be something that one is aware of as perhaps more crucial than the object that it's relating to. The object is generated through that relationship. The object is really just the characteristic that's becoming more firmed up because of this unknowing relationship. We can call it another person, we can call it myself, call it my body, (sighs) if you really explore it, it isn't that at all. It really isn't that at all. It's a behavior. It's a, it's a characteristic. It's an energy. It's a, it's a perception. It's an impression. Potent? Yeah. So this abiding in the, this field of potencies and not grasping a characteristic of that. There's a practice there and it can seem like it's not really you know taking you in anywhere because in fact it doesn't it uh, but, but once you've been taken to a few places move through a few places you, realize, you know going somewhere isn't really where it's at it's about stop going somewhere and then the field empties hmm. This is the resolution of karma. So, there's a particular, you know, desire or motivation for that, and recognise that there's obviously sort of, crude, crude motivations which are based upon tanha. There's naive motivations which are based upon, say, you know, this is the way we do it. This is the system. Yeah, you know, not get it done in a week or two. Bit, you know naive, really. Um, <laughs> and then there's more intuitive motivation, like pushing too, no, too much push, too hard, agitated, not present enough, becoming stagnant, just just raise it a little, just slacken it a little, and see a sense of what it takes, the kind of chanda, the motivation, just the sense full presence, mindfulness, and awareness you know that's what the energy the effort is for just to establish that and then one practice is abiding in that in the with the presence of the characteristics that arise that's your practice of course you know if that really is because you can't hold the presence you know it's just too afflicted too overwhelming okay back off and you say right that's that's fair enough then we so let's just you know, set up another model, sit within that. The model of loving kindness, the model of walking. You know, I mean, you, you just create different mandalas to move through. And so it has to be pragmatic. But the overall sense of it is establishing fields. The field of Sila, you can just abide in that, remembering that when everything else goes topsy turvy, you're stressed out. At least acknowledging, reflecting upon, contemplating the sense of, to others as to myself, harmlessness, respect, and so forth. At least I can abide in that. Something then will hold me from this uh, real uh, profound, you know, upheavals of loss and and uh, collapse of presence. Mm. In this way, beings. We all find find their way. Beings will uh, find their way.